1: talk about data. So in today's mini ABA episode, I'm chatting with Hannah Fultz. Hannah is a BCBA, but also has a background in elementary education and special education. So she understands the challenges that face a teacher when they have to take data on multiple students at the same time, or they have to run one group while taking data on another student's behavior. It's tricky. And today, Hannah is sharing a data collection system that could really become your best friend. Hannah and I are talking momentary time sampling, and I think this is going to become one of your new favorite ways to take data. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for joining me.
2: Hi. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: So today, we're going to be talking about something that might be new for a lot of people. This isn't something that maybe you've heard of before, But as Hannah will point out, I think will be very, very helpful because it's efficient. So today we're going to be talking about momentary time sampling. So Hannah, do you want to explain what that is?
2: Yes, I would love to. So when I went to school, I went to school to be a special ed teacher and an elementary ed teacher. And during my time in IEP meetings, I would think to myself, how in the world am I going to take data on all the things that they want me to from this meeting. (laughs) So in grad school, I learned about this thing called momentary time sampling, and it's just so, like you said, efficient. So what you do is you pick a chunk of time that you want to do this for. So let's say that you just want to do momentary time sampling for 15 minutes. Then you take a chunk or an interval of time. So let's say you're going to do 15 minutes, but you want to look at one minute intervals. And what you do is you set your timer for one minute and at the end of the minute you look up and you see if the child is engaging in the behavior that you're trying to track. So for example, let's say um I'm just gonna use the name Johnny. Um let's say Johnny's been that, by the up. way,
1: that is my standard hypothetical student name is always Johnny.
2: Okay. Perfect. Usually do Johnny your Billy. So Let's say Johnny has been getting up a lot and it is really causing a lot of disruption in your classroom. You could take really easy momentary time sampling data on that. So if we're keeping with the 15 minutes, you would set your timer for one minute. And when your timer goes off at one minute, you look up and you see is Johnny out of his seat or not in his or in his seat. And then you put a plus or a minus. And you just do this easily for whatever chunk of time you decide. And it's just, you can compare just one student. If you're a superhero, you can compare multiple students. You could do different groups within your classroom. You can tie it with the good behavior game. Um, There's just lots of different ways you can use it and it's easy.
1: Yeah. So at that 15 minute like segment that you talked about, so every minute you'd look up. So that means you'd look up 15 times, right? You'd keep repeating that process.
2: Yes, correct.
1: So at the end of your 15 minute session, what would what could your data sheet look like?
2: Your data sheet can be basically, I usually do little squares. So if I'm doing 15 minutes at one minute, I would just need 15 squares on my paper. And then in those squares, I could put my pluses or minuses. And then at the end, you could take a percentage. So you could say, let's say he got two out of 15 times he was out of a seat that would be 13 divided by 15 and you could see okay about 85 percent of the time Johnny was in a seat he's doing pretty good and you can show that to mom and dad at the IEP meeting
1: great and then you could repeat that right like you could do the exactly. same 15 minute segment different times of the day different times of the week month
2: Exactly. You can, let's say, you know, you could even do it by subject. You could do it, you can see in reading, he gets up a lot. Or in math, he stays in a seat the whole time and just kind of show data that way by subject, by um, even like specials. You can do it any way that you want, basically, which is the beauty of it.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
1: What do you think about a paraprofessional using this strategy and maybe an inclusion class where they have kind of a lot to do, maybe multiple kids to watch?
2: Absolutely. Um, in my career, I've taught several paras to do this, and they catch on very quickly. Um, I feel like once they do it once with supervision, they can fly with it. So 100% yes.
1: Cool. Do you have any recommendation on, you know, ideal types of time intervals? Like you mentioned the 15-minute with the one-minute intervals, which is just an example. Um, Do you have any things that work really well as far as picking that, that time
2: interval? There's been some research that shows that intervals under two minutes are more effective. However, I usually tell teachers, do what's reasonable for you. So, if one minute is too soon and you can't effectively take data every minute, do five-minute intervals, and then you could make again your big time chunk. You could make an hour if that mm-hmm. was working for you. Um, I usually recommend to keep intervals less than five minutes, just because if you know if you're at ten-minute intervals, that's just too far apart. You're going to be missing a lot of data um, and behavior. So, I Definitely. usually say five minutes or less. And just so everyone
1: understands too, I want to clarify. So let's go to back to your Johnny example with the 15 minutes. So if at the one minute mark, he is in his seat engaged and working, but at the 32nd mark, he was out of his seat and being disruptive. How would you count that interval?
2: You would not, you would still, it wasn't at that moment. So you don't put your plus. So you're just looking at that minute that your timer goes off. So yes, you will miss some of the behavior, but it will show the overall trend. That's why we say to keep the intervals less than five minutes, because again, you might be missing too much. So keep those intervals pretty small.
1: Yeah, that's a good point that, yeah, you're missing too much. And for something like a behavior, especially like out of seat, It would be pretty hard to like somehow time it to be out of your seat for 55 seconds and then just in your seat for 10 seconds and then 55 seconds. Like you're likely to catch it. You know, this is really an approximation. Absolutely. And so this could also be something that, you know, teacher doesn't have to necessarily be right by the student, right? They could be running a different group even.
2: Exactly. That's, yeah, another great thing about this is you don't have to be right on your student, you know, watching every second. It's just, hey, my timer went off. What's Johnny over there doing? Okay, he's doing what he's supposed to be. Great. Or, nope, he's not. Let me write that down and, you know, I can address it or his parent can address it. That's
1: great. And do you use, like, do you use your phone timer on, like, Vibrate or um, any, uh, like, interval app? Have you ever tried any of those?
2: I have. I was just looking a couple weeks ago, and I found a couple apps that have been great. Um, If you have an iPhone, I'm sure it's available on Android, too, but there's the virtual motivator app. There's the behavior observation made easy. There is one called self-monitor habit changer. Um, Some of them cost money and some are free, but I think those are great. Also, there is a great tool that you can buy on Amazon called a motivator. They are a little bit pricey. They're like $40 to $50, but you can set different intervals to make your life really easy. And it looks like a little pager. So, you know, you can throw it back to the nineties and look really <laughs> cool. Your pager on your hip, your motivator. Um, and it just gives a nice little vibrating reminder.
1: And then you don't have to keep like resetting the timer every minute.
2: Exactly. But yeah, technology has been great with, data tracking.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. I think this, like you said, could be really useful for both teachers and paras on how do we take data on all this stuff at one time, but this is a nice way that you can get an approximation and really show progress or lack of progress if you need to. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks, Hannah, for telling us all about momentary time sampling.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.